is with Alicia, who is a fantastic welder and really just starting to flex those muscles of getting into um, art welding from more of the industrial uh, fabrication welding that she's been doing for some time now. Uh, so I think you'll really enjoy this interview and I expect to see a lot of great things coming from Alicia as she moves on in her journey. Uh, but before we hop into that, I'm just going to let you guys know, this week I am on travel. The first time I have been on travel since COVID uh, started happening, all right? So the last time I traveled was WorkbenchCon, which was in February of this year. We are now in the middle to the end of October of this year. Um, <clears throat> I am on travel for work, for my day job job, and I am in a class called Extreme Facilitation. And it is <clears throat> zapping me for sure. And if my strong suit was to plan and be on top of things, then this episode, the intro and the outro and all of that good stuff would have been filmed, would have all been edited together. I would have had them teed up and ready to just hit that lovely release button. However, those are not my strong suits. Um, and I have learned now that I am 39 by now, those will never be my strong suits. And I'm quite okay with that. Um, except for in times like these. Why am I telling you all of this? Um, so that you know that perhaps I'm not going to get everything in uh, into this episode as I normally would and also to know that there will be a delay in the video coming out um, on YouTube. So you're gonna get a chance to be hearing this audibly, uh, the audio of it first um, and so just uh, ask for patience and I guess it's one of those times to say uh, ask for forgiveness rather than permission um, because that's the situation. So in that spirit uh, in the spirit of it's, you know, going on 10 o'clock at night and I need to get to bed so I can be prepared for my class tomorrow, I am going to say for my shout out to the patrons, thank you so very, very much to all of you, all, I think I'm at 13 now, all 13 of you, I do greatly appreciate you, please don't worry, um, Friday, I probably won't shout out your names either uh, individually, but know that next week I will be right back on top of it. That is a promise from me to you. And um, just know that uh, just because I'm not shouting out your name 
does not mean that I value you any less. It means um, that at this current moment, I am recognizing in myself that sleep is what is the most important thing for me to be getting. Um, that being said, we're going to just go ahead and hop right on into this interview with Alicia, right? Hi, I'm Alicia Buddy. I'm a certified welder, supervisor, and inspector. Awesome. And you do that full-time, like as your job? Yeah, yeah. Um, and where are you located? Um, Ancaster, Ontario. So it's just around 45 minutes outside Toronto. So you're um, in Canada. Um, did you grow up in Canada? I did grow up in Canada. All right. What kind of things were you interested in as a, as a kid? Um, I've always been interested in the metal fabricating um, activities. My dad, he owns a metal fabricating shop. Okay. And so when I was younger, I used to come here and on the weekends, we would just build random projects. Nice. Um, so is it just like a small job shop he has that's like just him or? Um... Um, nope. So there is currently uh, 12 employees right now. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um... And we're super busy. We thought with COVID we would slow down, but we can't. Not... Keep <laughs> yeah. So is like, that is, I mean, do you work with your dad now? Is that where you work? Yes, that is correct. I'm the production supervisor here. Awesome. Um, and as far as metal fabrication, like obviously you weld, but um, are you guys like milling stuff? Like yeah. what kind of stuff so are you have, making? Uh, yeah. So we have three machinists. We have a designer. Um, we also uh, have a CNC plasma cutter, which is great. And so, and then we have uh, three welders as well. Um it's great because we keep everything internal mostly when we build projects. So we don't mm -hmm. have to rely on other companies getting us parts. Um, we try to keep everything in house. That's not, that's great. Um, are you servicing pretty much just Canada or do you also work with people in the States? Yeah. Um, most of our projects right now are for the States. Okay. Um, we're shipping to Texas, Indiana, and I can't remember the other state this week. <laughs> it's a lot of yeah. yeah we have a lot of things in the states we also are sending things to thailand okay um, that keeps the job interesting and everything's custom mm -hmm. so every week there's uh new things to build and uh, new problems to solve okay um so obviously you said you know as a kid you were kind of into it because your dad has the shop but um what else had your interest or maybe what about doing that kind of stuff was interesting to you? Um, I love just creating anything with my hands. It's always satisfying doing that. And I love for the metal side of it. If you screw up, it's fine. You can just cut your piece off that you made a mistake and then re-weld a new piece on. So there's lots of room for errors, but you can always fix them. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, do you have any siblings? I have a sister. Okay. Is she into the metal fabrication? No, she is not. Um, <laughs> she's more, uh, she's an ECE. Yeah. So she works an early childhood educator. Ah, gotcha. So she works with small children. Gotcha. Um, <clears throat> so did you like start working for your dad and get into welding and do the certification like 
right out of high school or, you know, what'd you do right out of high school? So right out of high school, I think there's a lot of pressure to go to university um, just from my peers and my high school that I went to. They always valued university higher than college. Mm -hmm. So I did go to a university for three years and I took communications, which I don't know if I was into communication, <laughs> but um, it was a university um, mm -hmm. subject. And then my third year, I hit my head and I had a concussion. So mm -hmm. I could, yeah, I couldn't go back to my studies. I had to take some time off and um, I was really bored at home. So uh, family members suggested I should take up a welding course just to keep my brain going and to keep in the, mm -hmm. you know, the school routine. Um, so I took a welding course. And while I was in that course, I got recruited um, from a welding company. Oh, wow. So I worked. Yeah. So then right after school, I worked for that welding company for three years. And then um, I'm training right now to take over the business with my dad and uncle. My uncle also owns business as well. Awesome. That's awesome. Um, how, I guess, like, how predominant of a field is welding in Canada? Like, you know, I know it's, it's seen as, you know, something kind of highly respected, I know, here in the States, but mm -hmm. is it the same in Canada? Um, to be honest, not a lot of people are getting into welding right now. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think it's the whole, I honestly believe the school system is teaching um, everyone that university is better and they mm -hmm. shouldn't go into the trades, but uh, well, it's a great job. And I think it's because no one's pushing the children right now or teenagers to look into the trades that mm -hmm. that's why we are short. Of yeah. 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 And I mean, you're right. Trades in, in general though, too, like machinists mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Um, for my job job, I work with manufacturing companies, especially small manufacturing companies. And um, all of them say their number one problem is just finding you know, people to fill the needs that they have. Exactly. Um, yes. They just can't. There's just not enough oh. people out there. <laughs> I agree with you. It's hard. Yeah. It's hard. It's not the job. Sorry. The, the job is difficult, but it's hard to find people. Mm hmm. Tire people, yes. Exactly. Um, and it takes people with, like, you know, uh, certain mindsets and stuff like that and certain. Um, I guess I would say just natural ability. I mean, you can learn how to like program a CNC and stuff like that, but just having the way, like having the skill to kind of see something in 3D in your mind and understand like what you need to do with that is something I think kind of you're either born with or you're not like that oh, spatial sure. recognition type stuff. Yeah. So when you went into um, taking welding courses um how many women were in there there's one other female <laughs> out of how many just curious how big of a class was it there's 30 in my class okay um what was that like I mean you you grew up in the shop so exactly. I would think you're kind of used to it but exactly um and I understand how a lot of women who don't have that um, experience as children, they do find it intimidating. Um, I just grew up in this field, mm -hmm. so I don't find it intimidating <laughs> at all. But I, I understand you're working with mostly all men. Um, sometimes they look pretty scary. <laughs> but I've 
positive experiences wherever I go. Yeah. So it was good. And um, I don't believe the other girl who I uh, went to school with, I don't believe she's felt discriminated either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Was there a difference, though, from the school environment to the work environment, especially when you worked for that you know, that other welding company versus, yeah. Oh, yes, there is definitely um, a difference. In the school, everyone's kind of on the same level. And then when you go out to a real job, you have the different different levels of the people that started 20 years ago at this company or 10 years ago, and then you have the new people. But I don't think people discriminate on gender in this trade that I found. I feel people discriminate on age. So if... Yeah, if you're 45 years old, um, I find that some of the older men kind of pick on the younger, mm-hmm. the younger employees. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say I've, I've seen something similar, right? It's just like, yeah. but to some degree, I mean, welding is something I think it's just like kind of like woodworking, like you get better with experience, oh, you know? Like you can learn and be really great out of school, but you still have like a learning curve out in the field, so to say. Yeah. Um, Do you, so I guess I find that interesting though, too, because like I've talked to female welders, certified welders here in Mm -hmm. the States um, before, and they've talked before about just flat out, like going for job interviews and getting like this look of like, I don't think you can handle this job because you're a woman type of attitude. Yeah, um, I do. Um, so I do the hiring here and I was hiring a few welders and I had a resume from a female and it was actually interesting. She said, excuse my name on the resume. I put it as a male name. So, um, so people don't look at a female and pass me along. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting that she changed her name just so she would be able to get an interview. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think that's definitely something that's felt by female welders here in the States. Like mm-hmm. they, like I said, they've just told me in conversations. Um, in fact, I even talked to one who eventually just decided not to try to be a welder anymore, even wow. though she loved it because that's heartbreaking. She, she couldn't get an interview. And then when she did, like, they basically were just like, no, we don't, we don't think you could like handle the environment of like all men type thing. Um, It's too bad. Yeah. I mean, what do you think? I feel like you growing up in the environment is probably like your secret weapon. Like just because you kind of have, I, I think some of it comes down to also like having the right language to talk about things sometimes it is it is a completely um different environment and people talk to you a lot tougher um on the shop floor Mm -hmm. rather than the office yeah and I think just growing up I don't get offended as easily (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, because I did experience of how the people in the trades talk and Mm -hmm. I think don't have that experience then for sure it is intimidating and it can be um very insulting how they talk to you but you just got to be able to throw it back I don't know if that's good advice <laughs> but that's what I thought. 
Well, it, I feel like it gives you mutual respect sometimes if yes. you throw it back, right? Exactly. Um, but of course, there's a level to that, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you feel at all like, do you think sometimes where, you know, since you're in the family business that right now, like, maybe some guys don't always give you as hard of a time as they would? Are they like scared of your dad and your uncle at all? about like? <laughs> um, yeah, so that's, I don't know, 50-50. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, but I did find like I was um, lead inspector in my last position and I climbed that ladder by myself. There is no family ties. Yeah. A lot of people, when they realize that um, I work for my father, they think he just, you know, gave it to me. And mm-hmm. that is why I'm in this role that I am. But my dad didn't want to hire me right outside of school. He said he would not hire me until I got real world experience, which I'm thankful for that mm-hmm. because I um, I, yeah, I, I got hired as welder at my last company and then, um, I climbed to inspector and I got my certification as a CWB inspector. So, yeah, yeah. I don't doubt your skills at all. I'm just wondering if, no, I know other people. Yeah, if like the guys are like, well, if we're too mean to her, we might get a little bit of gruff from, <laughs> <laughs> from dad. Um, so a 12 person shop, I mean, that's a pretty, still a pretty small shop. Yeah, it is. <laughs> um, yeah, we're super busy right now. The whole group, <laughs> we don't advertise any of our work. They've never advertised here. Um, they don't go out looking for work. Mm-hmm. Um, my uncle has a few YouTube videos where he set up a tripod <laughs> and he showed our machines and those sales just keep coming in. Um, we make tire cutting equipment, so it's okay. for the recycling business. And those are shipping worldwide right now. Um, it blows my mind how many sales we're making with no advertising. Uh, there is lots of room to grow here, but I think my dad and uncle are just at the stage where they're quite happy the size we are. And you know, mm-hmm. the bigger you grow, the more problems you have. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, it's a totally different business model once you start hitting that like 50 employees and then 100 employees. It just yeah. keeps changing. Um, do you think like you get to use any of your uh, learnings from communication, you know, from going for a communication degree? No. No. Honestly, <laughs> no. Um, um. Was it communication as far as like, were you getting into like marketing at all or? um... Um, It was more like contract reading and stuff. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. A lot of my, honestly, a lot of my friends were going to school for that program. And that's kind of why I went, not because I had interest in that program Mm -hmm. because I didn't know what I wanted to do in life. And, you know, I don't think my father ever wanted me to be a welder, to be honest, because he works with welders every day. And so he knows how rough that trade is. And so I don't think he wanted that life for me, but Mm -hmm. I think he's quite happy about it now. Yeah. (laughs) Hey, makers, do you know Lauren of Rasp and File Designs? Well, if you don't, you should definitely go check out her work. You can find her on Instagram, Rasp designs. Lauren is making all kinds of cool 
furniture and home decor pieces out of live edge uh, hardwoods and metal bases. Um, that's not all she does though, so you should really go check her out and see what she's up to, especially as holiday seasons are coming up. And I know all of us makers really enjoy making our own Christmas presents, but perhaps you're running out of time, so you want to maybe go check out Lauren. She's in the D.C. area, so especially those who are close uh, location-wise to her. So go ahead, go check her out at Raspfile Designs on Instagram, and let's get back to the episode. Hey makers, today's episode is brought to you by Tool Mom and Company, or some of you know her as Tool Mom Bonnie. Uh, she has all kinds of tool-related merchandise of gifts and clothing for all ages and genders available at toolmomstore.com. I have two of the coffee mugs. One says, Go Girl, and it has a circular saw with flames coming off the back, which is super sweet. And then the other one is the definition of a tool chick, which just makes you feel kind of badass when you're drinking out of it. So if you are in the market, especially as we're getting close to Christmas, for any tool-related merchandise, be that gifts or clothing, make sure you head on over to toolmomstore.com. And extra bonus, you can receive 20% off at checkout if you use the coupon code MAKERMOM. All right, let's jump back into the episode. Um, do you still, I mean, you said, you know, you're, you're an, an inspector, but are you, especially since it's such a small group of people, are you still getting to weld yourself? Oh, yes. Yeah. 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 I kind of fill in anywhere, um, anywhere we need people. Mm-hmm. So if I need to weld, I need to weld. If I need to hop on the lathe, <laughs> go hop over there. <laughs> if I need to paint on the paint booth. But um, that's every employee here, which I think they like it because it's not the same thing every single day. Right. Um, we do MIG welding, stick welding, TIG welding, and it's just different project every week and keeps things very interesting. Um, but a lot of the stuff you see on my Instagram, so I don't post a lot of the stuff I do day to day just because sometimes it is very confidential depending yeah. on customers. Um, so that's all custom work I do um, just for fun on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it's more the artsy side. Yeah. So I was, I was going to ask about that. So um, besides working as a welder uh, is kind of the custom stuff. Is that like your side hustle type of yeah. work? Yeah. It's usually family or friends that say, can you build this for me? And I feel too bad to say no. <laughs> <laughs> um, what kind of things are you building in that world? Um, a lot of tables. Um, I just got into um, AR500 Target, so for sheeting. Um, next door to us, there is um, a bullet manufacturer. So I have my target <laughs> sitting over there, and I guess they're doing quite well. So now I'm getting into stands for these targets. Um, mm-hmm. Very nice. <laughs> um, is there... Do you see that continuing like as you get into, you know, eventually taking over the business from your dad and your uncle? Like, do you think you'll be able to continue to do both? I hope so. Um, That's what the whole room to expand comes in. Mm -hmm. So I hope 
to have. So our tire cutters, um, those they're 25% of our business and the other is just custom work. But these tire cutters, um, I believe if we market them at, you know, mm-hmm. put a little ad out, we don't market anything yeah. right now, yeah. <laughs> but I think that we could have a solid 50% of the business income for these tire cutters. And then the rest I'm hoping to do more artsy things. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, do you end up getting requests from any like other like small artisan type businesses to say, Hey, can you like make me a base or whatever for a table type thing? Yeah. So I'm actually in talks right now with an interior designer. And so he, um, he just goes to manufacturers and he likes to say local, which is nice. And (laughs) So he kind of works with um, the manufacturer to build products that he thinks are going to be the newest. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Does that get you into lighting or anything at all? Have you done any like light fixtures and stuff? Uh, No, but I do have a request for one, which I'll have to ask my dad. So he's an engineer. So I'd have to ask him about the electrical part of it, but yeah, that's what I'm hoping. Awesome. Um, where do you hope to grow like your own like welding skills to like what are some things that you would love to kind of try out yeah uh, i would love to do more tig welding okay i think tig welding is beautiful um it's very fun to do i just have to make the time <laughs> to do it <laughs> to learn it better mm-hmm. uh, that is something that i really like to excel in okay so what do you do primarily then uh yeah it's mostly mig okay um is that just because of the maybe more industrial nature to the business yeah I believe so yes yeah um what type of equipment do you work with for welding um like sorry could you like brand or like you know I know of like Lincoln Electric but beyond I don't yeah, know um, much. I really like Miller. We have a few Miller machines out there. Uh, Fronius is good as well. All right. So if you had to recommend, like if somebody was just getting started, just like a hobbyist, like what kind of thing would you recommend for them to pick up? I'd have to look at the actual. Um, <laughs> our machines are big so and they're older too, right? Um, they've probably been here for 10 years. I'm sure there is new um small machines that you could get just for like a home hobby kind mm-hmm. of thing. um but I really love the Miller machines I have no issues with, with okay so even like your like more artsy custom projects you're doing like on the big machines there at the shop only because they are all set up so I have a smaller Fronius which I love um but I don't use it very often just because it's all the other machines are already set up so it's just why set another one up when right <laughs> the other ones are good to go right why take the that additional time away from like actually making something exactly yeah um besides welding is there any kind of other making that you are either experimenting with or would like to try out um, i would love to get into glass blowing oh yeah. That is total a totally different world, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, once COVID is over, I'm hoping to take a course in glass blowing. Mm-hmm. That's my next passion. <laughs> um, what's the uh, what's the urge there to go do that? Like why why glass blowing? 
Um, I just love the beautiful creations you can make. And I think it's very neat how you can mold and form glass when it's at a certain temperature. Mm -hmm. Do you get into forging at all? I mean, because essentially like metal, you could do the same, right? When you're forging. Yeah, that is true. I did talk to someone who made me a knife and yeah, forging seems really, really neat. And we have a kiln here, so... Oh, nice. Do you guys do any, any forging at all? No. Okay. Um, I was gonna, I was gonna, I was going to tease you a bit and see if glass blowing came from watching the Netflix show blown away. Cause that made me want to do glass. Blowing. I haven't seen that show. <laughs> I should definitely look it up. You should totally look it up. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those, you know, kind of competition type shows, but it's really cool. Like all the different things they make um, mm-hmm. with glass blowing. Um, pretty insane actually, you know, I guess whenever I th- thought of glass blowing, I think of just like, bowls or glasses or like you know lights or whatever but they get into some crazy uh shapes and different Mm -hmm. objects so it's pretty cool Mm -hmm. um so where along that journey are you at for getting into um starting to kind of run run the business um well I've been here for a year okay so um, I'm still pretty new at the home <laughs> business side. I am taking a business course though. So I'm hoping that will benefit. I don't believe my dad and uncle ever retire, to be honest. Because <laughs> Probably not. Yeah. And they love it so much, which I don't mind because yeah. they are teaching me so many things. I'm learning every day. Um, I don't know. They might maybe in a few years, they might go down to two days a week and then yeah yeah um what do you find so when you worked at the other company you were there as an employee you know at this company employee but kind of being I guess like groomed Mm -hmm. um you know into more of an ownership role um and having to learn business what's like what are some of the biggest challenges do you feel like going from kind of employee to yeah running the place people people problems that's always the (laughs) biggest thing we have um getting you know great workers and we have a really good team right now I can't complain about any one of them Mm -hmm. um but I did have to let go someone today so that was yeah (laughs) is Um, that the first time you've done that it it is (laughs) so that was a little um difficult like no one likes to tell someone else they're yeah. terminated <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that was um unfortunate but it just we learned from our mistakes there and mm-hmm. I think that's the biggest problem um I do enjoy making more decisions about the company so my last company it was they had some good people but they also had some toxic people mm-hmm. and I did learn a lot from that company but there was lots of changes that could have been made to make it better and they didn't want to listen to the employees and they didn't want to listen um, to the people that do the job every single day. Right. Which I find that's the hardest because if you're going to complain about getting product out and you have people that do that job every day, why not listen to the solutions? Mm-hmm. So that's what I enjoy here. I talk to the um, employees every day. What can make you more efficient? Um, what don't you like about this part? What can we do as a company to make your job better? Mm-hmm. So I 
Yeah. Um, so it doesn't make it feel like more like, even though they're employees, like you're all kind of just a team working to get stuff, you know, out the door for your customer and exactly. Yeah. And I do like, um, the other company I left, I'm not sure how many employees they had now, but I think they, they're around 50 plus when I worked there. Um, so it wasn't much of like the family aspect. It was you go in, you do your job, you go home. It was also production work. So it was the same job every single day. Mm-hmm. So that was a little difficult here since there's only 12 of us. Um, it's more of a family aspect. I know everyone's children's names and I know what they're doing on the weekend. And it's just, yeah, it's a great yeah. place to work. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, do you hope like one point in time you know uh if and when you have kiddos that you will get to bring them into the business oh 100 percent yeah <laughs> I, have a I have a nephew um he was born four months ago so he's still pretty young um but I hope like as soon as as soon as I can throw safety glasses and steel toes on that kid he's coming with me <laughs> Yeah, there's actually a little electric forklift you can buy. I was looking on Amazon. <laughs> so I was thinking maybe for a second birthday, I'd get him There back. you go. <laughs> um, and your sister's not in the business, um, but I would assume she's got some level of appreciation for it as well. Uh, growing yeah. up, you know, she wasn't in and around it. She wasn't as much as I was. Um, She was very, we were just into opposite things. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What's the first thing you ever like made? Oh, no one's asked me that. I don't know. I'm trying to think. I think it was a table. I think it was a small table. I'll have to go through my old photos and try to look that up because I'm (laughs) sure the welds weren't there and I'm, yeah, the welds probably weren't great on that. About how old do you think you were when you did that? Um, probably around 10. Okay. Yeah. Was there ever, um, do you think there was any hesitancy on your dad's side about like at what point to start teaching you that type of thing? You know, I'm sure you showed an interest before you were 10. So, um, like when when to put a per when to put a, a stick in someone's hand and say okay we can go ahead and weld this honestly he um I'm pretty close with my dad and even outside of the welding business we would always build things together at home mm-hmm. uh, I would always help him fix things and so I probably started later just because I never asked to do it but I think just anytime I asked him he'd be like okay let's do it yeah all right cool he always, he always encouraged me building. Um, I just, he, I think he felt nervous for me doing it as a career just because he knows how hard the trades can be. Mm-hmm. What do you, like, like when you say that, how hard the trades can be, what do you think is hard about the trades? Um, I think people are tough and I think you have to have, you have to be tough to be in the trades um it's just a different atmosphere than an office job yeah but it's fun it's very fun and 90 percent of the people I meet are great and I think that's with any job you're gonna Mm -hmm. have people you don't get along with and yeah 
Yeah. Even working in the office. I'd, exactly. They're, yeah. They're always going to be. You know. Yeah. Always those different, different personalities just happen to clash at times. Exactly. Um, <clears throat> what is, so do you, you have everything set up in your shop there. Uh, do you have your own separate like shop space just for you? Um, I have like a toolbox area and everything in our shop, but everyone kind of shares everything there. <laughs> um, I do have random spots in the shop where I've kind of taken over with my projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I was thinking about, you know, doing some stuff in my own house, setting up a shop in my own house, but then I'm like, why bother if I already have all the equipment, all the tools here and all like the messes here might as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are there any pieces of equipment that like you really want to get, you know, so you can do a little bit more, um, especially with your kind of custom side projects? It would be cool to get a forge. Um, for knife making. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but that's basically it. We're pretty fortunate here that a lot of the machines that we needed, they just built my dad and uncle. So I can't think of anything <laughs> that we are missing just because we do a lot of custom work. And then, so if we have custom work, we need a certain machine and then that right. machine here always. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, are you predominantly welding then? I mean, you have all those welders you have set up, but you said you do have um, like the the uh, CNC plasma cutter. Um, um, so we're doing everything right now. Um, am I personally welding? Is that what you're asking? Um, I'm just I, asking. I'm just asking in general for the business. Like, what do you oh, guys doing mostly it. weld or? Um, that plasma cutter is running all the time because we're cutting out parts. So it's constantly going. Our, mach- our three machinists are constantly machining. Um, <laughs> the lathe is constantly going. Yeah. <laughs> Every. <laughs> There's nothing that we're really not doing right now. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, so personal goals for yourself. Where are you at with personal goals for yourself? Besides, you know, hopefully getting to get into glass blowing or something like that uh, when yeah. COVID's over. But um, what are areas you're focusing on on growth for yourself? Um, that's a hard one. <laughs> I'm pretty content right now. <laughs> uh, I would like to take more business courses and grow that way um mm-hmm. also i would like to do more um of the artsy manufacturing on my personal time again i just have to schedule that time mm-hmm. in my day and say okay these hours a week i'm only doing um art welding mm-hmm. so that's something that i really need to focus on once a week how do you get to that point do you think honestly i think it's just scheduling it in my, um, in my calendar and say, sorry, <laughs> and say, um, at this time, this is what I'm doing. And yeah, no excuses. No, no I excuses. have a bunch of ideas. I have a bunch of ideas written down. It's just sometimes after working here a full day, I don't want to stay two, three hours at night mm-hmm. to do. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, with COVID, I know you guys are saying you, or you're busy, but has there been any struggles as far as like um, getting raw materials, getting, you know, getting the metal to work with oh, and stuff? Let me tell you, plywood has gone up crazy. Wood yes. has gone up crazy. So we, we build our own crates here for our products. So we're shipping them when we ship them um, worldwide. And yeah, wood has gone up. I can't believe it. How much has gone up? Yeah. It's like triple. Yeah. yeah, we have the same issue here. You can't, and you can't go into like big box stores and uh, count on being able to find anything. Like yeah. shelves are pretty empty right now, yeah. <laughs> which I still don't understand. I haven't quite figured out how uh, the pandemic affects uh, lumber. I, I haven't, I don't know why that. To be honest, I haven't really looked into it, but I believe around here, a lot of people are at home and they're doing personal projects. And maybe that is why. Yeah, that's, that is true. Like just the demand is higher. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Same thing here. Like everybody is doing DIY projects. I know several people who have like uh, DIY blogs or, you know, DIY YouTube channels and their traffic is like gone through the roof during this time because everybody's looking Everyone's for projects happy. to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, all right, Alicia, I, we're kind of towards the end of our time. So I want to give you a chance though, to let people know how they can kind of follow along with you and what you're up to with welding. Sure. Yeah. Um, my Instagram handle is at Canadian underscore welder underscore girl. Um, I'm going to try to update that more frequently, frequently, and maybe put some how-to videos on there for more people that would like to learn. Um, and if you have any questions, just shoot me a DM and I'll okay. do my best to get back to you. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. I hope we start seeing more and more women in the uh, welding trade I think so do that'd I. be awesome it's yeah great job with great pay and mm -hmm. great people yeah exactly well thanks so much for taking the time to chat with me today well thank you yeah okay so that was Alicia Buddy again um, I hope you really enjoy the interview. I know I enjoy talking with Alicia. And like I said, uh, with the intro, I'm really excited to see where she goes, especially with her um, more kind of art welding side of things. Uh, I think there's a lot of room to grow for her there. And I'm excited for that opportunity for her. As always, you can follow along with Alicia. You can find the links to follow along with her. Uh, in the show notes, just look in whatever app you're listening or watching this on and you will see the links below. If you uh, really like the podcast, there's a few things you can do to help out. First, the most simple is to make sure that you hit subscribe on whatever app you are listening or watching this podcast on. That is super helpful. Next level up, uh, head on over to iTunes or down in the comments on the YouTube video leave a five-star review, ask a question. All of those things help the algorithms of those apps know that this is something that you value and then it will help other people discover it. To go further in that discovery piece, if you feel like sharing about the podcast, um, 
across your social media, maybe saying, hey, this was my favorite episode, or this was a really fun episode, and this is why. Um, it doesn't have to be in your, you know, in your feed, it could be just like in an Instagram story or something. Sharing, again, helps p- more people find out about the podcast. And that's really what this is all about for me in the sense that I want to make sure that the story of these amazing female non-binary makers is being heard by as many people as possible because I think that's what they deserve. Um, So if you feel comfortable sharing, please do so and know that I see that and I appreciate every bit of that. So thank you so much for those of you, especially recently, who have been sharing a lot. I really do see it and appreciate it. Now, if you think like, hey, I kind of want to, you know, check out this whole like Maker Mom podcast tribe, head on over to Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash Maker Mom podcast. There's a few different tier levels over there. There is a one, three, five dollar tier level. Uh, any tier level gets you access to the bonus content, which currently I am working on another um live interview that would be done via zoom so then any patron would have access to jump on that zoom and basically get to uh listen slash watch a live podcast interview um so they would have access then to that podcast and access to ask questions to that guest um and in addition uh depending on what tier level you pick there's different merchandise as well And then there is a $30 a month tier level that makes you an official sponsor of the podcast. That means you get your very own ad spot within the podcast. And um, those are very limited. In fact, I have just one spot left. So if that is something that you uh, feel, you know, pretty moved to do, definitely I would hop on that sooner rather than later. Now, when I am not making a podcast, not interviewing guests for the podcast, when I am not momming and when I am not doing my job job you can find me uh, designing and making furniture and other home decor for bold homes over at freemanfurnishings.com and at freemanfurnishings across all of the different social media so tiktok instagram linkedin um, missing something youtube facebook um, at freeman furnishings that's where you can find me Uh, It is middle of the week. Thank goodness this is a long week for me for sure. Middle of the week. I hope you all are getting a chance to get creative, to make something. And uh, I hope you're staying safe and I hope you're staying healthy. And I will see you on Friday. Ready for you.